Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good morning, unless maybe you're a Bengals fan, but it is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed, as Dak says in his cadence before every snap. Here we go. I, I don't get him doing that before every snap. It seems like you'd start timing it and go. just jump the snap. But anyway, it is time to talk Jim Harbaugh and Draymond Green and Eagles Chiefs and are the Cowboys really the wow boys? But first up, it is time to talk Bengals Ravens with Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson. Morning, gents. What's up, guys? You look like you're both ready to go. Here we go. Last night, Lamar Jackson lost his favorite target, Mark Andrews, early on to a dreaded hip drop tackle. Probably lost him for the season. Then just when it looked like the Bengals were taking charge, they lost Joe Burrow to some kind of wrist injury that suddenly prevented him from even finishing a sideline toss. What? No news on the extent of that injury or how long it could keep Burrow out yet. Even though Lamar was battling an ankle injury, he and the Ravens took back over the game that the Ravens finally won at home, 34-20. to So Michael Irvin, what was your biggest takeaway? Man, and we talked about it here. I was ready to watch Baltimore in, in an ex- just go off and explode. You know, I've been talking about, man, you can see it's coming. They're about to add that outside to the inside game that they have, that run game in that short passing game with Mark Andrews. Now, once Mark Andrews went down, I said, oh, mm, that, that, that's the blankie. That's been that's the blankie. That's the blankie. That, that's exactly. Yep. And, 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 and Lamar said it. You know, we came in together, you know, and, and, and that's my guy. And as many times he's been, Lamar slipped. Lamar said many times he's been my number one receiver. You know, it's all the time he's been your number one receiver. He was just trying to pull that back because he knew the receivers were listening. That, that is true. Right? He was trying Bingo. to pull it back. But sometimes when you fall into somebody's taking your blankie and you find yourself into a mess, it makes you force and use other sides of you and you can turn that mess into greatness. Because I saw the combination coming together of that connection with Odell Beckham. Odell had over 100 yards yesterday, you know. And, 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 and then, guy, we missed on a deep one that where he would have gone for maybe 160 or 170. You lose Mark Andrews, but you pick up a different place that you had to start featuring now in this offense. This offense is a run offense, number one run offense in the National Football League. But there are going to be so many opportunities that come off that number one run offense. And Odell Beckham <clears throat> is rounding in the shape in the perfect time. And honestly, guys, I thought this, 
Wow, and so they're around in the shape and getting ready. Now, Lamar, because this takes Lamar game to another level. It takes it to another level. He's always been able to play inside the tackles. Now he'll have these outside targets and Odell and, and, and Bateman that, that, that add something different to Baltimore. My mind start going to now what I said about the mess of losing that great tight end to the greatness of not just still being a Super Bowl contender this year. Then you say, oh, if we win it this year without, without Mark Andrews, if we get them back next year, we're going to be back-to-back championships. That's the thought that should be prevailing through the Baltimore Ravens locker room with what I saw last night even after they lost that great tight end. Mm. You know, Skip, us a couple takeaways from the game. I mean, obviously, clearly, uh, with Joe Burrow's injury, things are different. T. Yeah. Higgins doesn't play. Now, all of a sudden, you got Jake Brown at the quarterback. Okay, we know what that is. Yeah. Let's push that. Let's, we know going to the game – it was do or die for the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. But let's push that. So what the- you said, he died. <sighs> I mean, it's over. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, and over. by the way, quick point of order, their remaining schedule is the toughest schedule in the in NFL. Go bit. ahead. You know, they, 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 it, it's closed. They're starting to pour the dirt on them, but they haven't lowered it in the ground yet, but it's close. But, but you, you know, Keto, because Joe Burrow's everything on that team. He, he's, the, he's everything in all the pizzazz, all the style, all, all whenever, the swag, Whenever everything. you lose, you can, we could look at, across the NFL historically, though. Whenever you lose your starting quarterback when you don't have something else that's dominant, I mean, yeah, you can look at Washington when they won the Super Bowl back in the day or the Giants when they won the Super Bowls back in the day when they lost the quarterbacks and people came in to fill in and they went on runs. But for the most part, when you lose your starting quarterback in a game, you probably are not going to win that game when you go up against opponents like Lamar Jackson. Speaking of Lamar, Lamar's really good. Skip, he's really good. I don't understand why people have this, this weird notion that he every week he needs to do something. Oh, well, he needs to run the ball better, or he needs to throw better, or he's, he, didn't, he missed the target over here. Yeah. It happens to all quarterbacks, but he is dissected different by the viewers than many quarterbacks in the National Football League, which is mind-boggling to me. As I've always told you, Skip, and I'll keep this recipe till I die as long as I know football. If I can keep a quarterback under 30 attempts and he can complete 25. It's a perfect game plan. It's a perfect game plan. 250 yards. The big number, the big number is the zero on the turnover interception yes. column. Yep. And if I can run the football for 125-plus yards, yep. I'm probably going to win that game multiple mm. t- more mm. times than not. Yep. Now when you look at his receivers, as Michael talked about, OBJ. Yep. He didn't get in the end zone, but guess what? He set up them to score. Mm-hmm. Okay, Zay Flowers, yep. you talk about him. He had four targets on three catches. He set him up to score. Right. Yep. You talk about Nelson Aguilar, one target, one reception. Touchdown. House. Whenever you have that type of play from a position of need, which they needed for a very long time, it's going a whole hell of a lot of games, Skip. Mm-hmm. You, you just are. And I understand Mark Andrews is that security blanket. He's the one that you lean on in certain situations. But clearly now these receivers are slowly starting to take the next step. And you can tell that Lamar Jackson believes in them. He's trying his best to make sure that they take advantage of the deep speed, the things that they can do very, very well. Now you talk about another takeaway from this game, and I'm sure many people hadn't even thought about this, though. Just take a look at the division. Cincinnati is 
probably gone. Cleveland's Ooh. probably gone. Guess who benefits the most out of anybody mm. in this division, Skip? Mike T. Mike mm. Tomlin. <laughs> Think about it. Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers won last night. They won. You don't think Mike T was running around, woo, he, he drove to work happy today? <laughs> Their next six games, get this, though. They got the Browns. Who are they playing? This backup. is Pittsburgh? You're yeah, Pittsburgh. Okay. They got the Browns in the backup role at quarterback. Yep. Then they get the bundles again in the backup role in Browning. Right. Then they got the Indianapolis Colts in the backup role in Minshew. Okay. Then they got the New England Patriots. And I don't know who go play quarterback in that situation, right. but whichever one it is, it's a backup. I don't care if it's mm. Mac Jones or Zappy, they backups. Mm. Then, then you look at they got the Bengals again. And in between, they, they get the Arizona Cardinals, by the way, I must bring this up, that beat up on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so uh, when you talk uh, about uh, a perfect situation, what a lucky rabbit foot Mike T has yeah. in his pocket. It's crazy. Well, he's, he's, it's he's, crazy. They keep pulling out games they have no business winning right. in the first place. And now the yeah. schedule is getting ready to right. work out for it perfectly. So those are my main two takeaways from this game. Okay, I hear everything both of you just said, and I'm going to double down on the emotion over Mark Andrews. I've always loved him. He played for the school I love the most, University of Oklahoma. He's just a stud, right. and, and he's, he's a quiet force on that team. He doesn't say a whole lot, but he is a leader on that team, mm. and Lamar trusts him with his heart and his soul. And he said, that's my boy. And you saw Lamar. When Mark Andrews went down, Lamar went over and just took his helmet off and just threw it on the turf because he knew mm. it's a huge loss both in productivity and emotion, just, just, just having locker room presence. And I looked this up before the show. Would you believe over the last three years in the National Football League, Mark Andrews has the second most catches and the yeah. second most yep. receiving yards to Travis, guess who? Travis, Travis Kelsey. So That's he's it. second, and he's a quiet force of a second because you don't even think of, oh, he's got the second biggest production to Travis. He does. So I, it, 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 just, it just rips me up to watch that happen because I'm not a fan of the hip drop tackle. I think they got to outlaw it. Richard Sherman and I have gone back and forth. He's not here today, but he's a defensive guy at heart, and, and he says you can't take it away from us. But I just see it. I know what it did to Tony Pollard in the playoff game at San Francisco last year. It threatened his career. Tony's still not quite back full speed from what happened. And, again, it's, it's that ability to catch and then sling your body, you know, slingshot your body forward into the backs of the legs of the player you are tackling as you use halt him. It's a cousin to the horse collar, obviously. Right. You're just doing it from low instead of up on high. And he f flies into the backs of, of Mark Andrews' legs, and then he did it again to Lamar. It was a semi-hip mm. drop over on the sideline, and it hurt his ankle. And it tore up Mark Andrews' ankle. And it, you could just tell, because Mark Andrews is a tough guy. And if Mark Andrews stays down, you know, we all know what happened. It was bad. And Jim Harbaugh said right after, I don't know, John Harbaugh said after the game, it, it, it is not good. And he's almost certainly gone for the season because he'll probably have to have that tightrope ankle surgery because he's it, it tore it all up. Okay, so now to Michael's point. For once, Lamar does have weapons 
outside that he has not had before, starting with Odell. And I got to say, Odell started looking a lot like Odell like last Odell. night. Yeah, I, I saw him moving and grooving in ways. I, I, I'm not even sure I saw it down the stretch with the Rams going back two years ago. And Zay Flowers, I, I can tell he's got Kyler Murray feet, like electric feet, like like almost yeah. like cartoon feet. Like it's just like the quickness of that kid. And he's starting to figure it out and starting to settle in. And then you missed Bateman and Aguilar. That, that was Lamar got a little lucky on that one, but he deserved it because how many passes of those guys dropped of his? So one gets tipped up and Aguilar catches it and houses it, and then somersaults into the end zone, and that's when that took the game over. That it, we show that play real quick because that was it. That was the one that put them back ahead. But again, here, here's the Aguilar play. Lamar, the ball gets tipped right, and, and Aguilar. Of all people, he's dropped a few in his day. He, yeah, okay, he backflips into the end zone. Okay, and and that was just after Burrow went out. So this is the team I picked to go to the Super Bowl, and I'm with both of you. That they look like a Super Bowl team yeah. last night because when you can run for 157, and then as you said, you you get the balance of 264 yards passing. Lamar's just a flat out stud, and and I just hope. Like, Keyshawn, you said there's this weird notion out there. I hope it persists because it drives this young man. He All he did was win an MVP. We're going back, what, four – how many years ago? It's been a while back. Four years, five four, years four, ago? Four, four years back. ago. He won yeah. his MVP four yeah. years okay, ago. So, but that's not a while ago. It's not it's No, not but I'm saying, ago. but he did that. And, yeah, and absolutely. You want to talk about throwing and he's, darts. And he's on his right. way. Yeah. Right. Skip, he's right. on his way to possibly winning his second MVP. Right. He's, and literally, if you think about it and you break it down, because I did this in my mind last night as I'm watching the game, I said, who's left in the AFC that can win the MVP? I am not NFC. I know there's two guys over there. But who's left in the AFC in this quarterback award? Just Patrick. Oh. Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Tua gets in it, depending on how hot, Maybe how hot Miami gets, if they can get down the, that down the road. Other than that, there is nothing in the AFC. It, it comes down. I think the conference is a three-team race right now. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, you can't count them out because of the schedule yeah. and what Mike T is all about. But when you think about Kansas City, Baltimore, and I'm assuming Miami's going to get their act together. Yeah. I'm assuming that. Those are the three teams. Mm. Yeah, and Keith, you know, it's so funny when you talk about it because I thought about this. I said, oh, what is that perfect game now for Lamar Jackson? And, and I was writing that before the show. You know, he, he, he had 264 yards yesterday. But I'm saying you can get him throwing about 25, 30 times like he was talking about, 275, 300 yards. Because remember now, he's throwing outside. These, these will be pass more better passes up the field. We talked about him having not such a great number when you're throwing balls 20 yards, 20 plus air yards in, uh, up the field. But man, now he has settled down 275 to 300 yards. He's going to rush for a 50 to 100 yards. He He's going to throw for at least two to three touchdowns. This will be an every game thing and you won't know how to attack him with that run game. I told you yesterday, teams when they have the number one rushing, the number one defense, and 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 it, it, that's a Super Bowl team. A that's a Super Bowl team. It's a formula that wins the Super yep. Bowl, and they're going to have it in spade now. Mm. So I'm saying it's not over for Baltimore, even though that was a man child that went down. Yeah, and, you got and, and let me say this too: mm-hmm. all those players, Skip, and they talked about it. All the receivers were all they—they they all felt that with Mark Andrews, and I, I, I you know, 
I know me and my Titans were real close. And they talked about how, you know, Odell and everybody, you know, so, so I, I, I'm just praying for him, man, because I know it's hard when you see your team is this good yeah. and we are that close. We started this together and we're that close to getting it and you're not part of it, mm. so that's hard. Now, mm. if they could just continue to develop a closer on the defensive side, whether it's Jadavion. brought it up yesterday. Whether yep. it's Jadavion right. Clowney or whether Rope it's Quinn or, or yeah. Roquan. Yeah. Somebody on yep. the defensive side of the ball has to take the next step. Yep. When you're talking about third and six and a team needs to be backed up, pin those ears back and go get them. Yep. You, I'm looking for that DeMarcus Ware, that Von Miller, mm-hmm. somebody along those lines that All can right. go get the quarterback. Okay, back to the Bengals, mm. back to their yeah, quarterback. That's Back to a guy I love. The closest thing to Tom Brady I've seen since Brady. Mm. This this was very bizarre to me, what happened to his right wrist, because we got the picture that was originally posted by the Bengals as he got off the plane. They took it down. But he's obviously wearing some kind of a brace or wrap or something on his right wrist before the game. But he's not listed on the injury report before the game going into this game. So they could be under some fire from the league office about why didn't you disclose? And yet, I'm but pretty why, sure. Why, do you, why, why, why does the league office need to know stop that? Playing, Skip. Stop playing, Skip. Stop playing, buddy. We, we, okay, well, we got on, all kinds stop of playing. gambling information. Yeah, stop playing, you, Skip. You want to stop playing, man. Yeah. Come on, man, y'all. Stop playing. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. telling Skip, stop oh, telling yeah. the truth. Oh, stop okay. telling the truth. Yeah. He just went straight to the head with it. Yeah. I'm talking about dance around it some way. You oh, know I, didn't, I, I, I didn't think Skip about the gambling aspect of it. I didn't yeah. think about the gambling aspect of it. Yeah, that's exactly why. Until he apparently re-injured it, he was doing just fine. They were up. Okay, and so, that will be Zach Taylor's argument to the league office. He'll right. just say, well, right. did you see what he did until he got hurt again or he aggravated or whatever? So I don't know how he aggravated it because it's unclear what happened, but we could show you a couple plays. Yeah. There's the clowny play down, just before. And if he we caught himself. You. Okay, this is just before the final touchdown pass. And he hits Mixon, and Clowney follows through and takes Ooh, him down. Man. And he comes down Ooh, on his right, 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 right. wrist. Oh. And yet, look! Look how he he put he balled his fist and pushed back up on the right hand and the wrist. And so I'm thinking, well, it couldn't be that bad if you pushed yourself back up using your right wrist. If you can see, yeah. he pushes he down got, into but the he, dirt. But initially, because he sometimes got, he pushes if you back if you, up if you, with if it. you open your palm, maybe and that it means the inside of your um, yeah, your but wrist you is look, really hurt. If you look right when yeah. he fell on the ground, it got pinned underneath mm. by Clowney's right hand. Yeah, oh, see, yeah. it got pinned yeah. underneath. Yeah. Okay. All right, mm. but he pushes back up with it. But to your point, mm. maybe he's he's opening it back up. Right. Okay, and then on the touchdown pass, mm. it's bizarre because he's able to release the football, but then immediately it's like, ow! And and it almost when, when I first saw it, I thought, did he have some kind of stinger, mm. like like some kind of electrical sort of shock down his? He didn't have a yeah. lot of mustard on that ball. That right. ball started to die. Right. Yeah. If you okay. notice, it started to it die. Did. It, it did. Grip. Yeah, Mixon had to wait grip. for it right. and catch it down by his knees. Okay? And yet, that's the end of that deal because he goes over on the sideline and tried to throw, and he could not even follow through. So wow. So I wonder if, Look at that. I wonder <laughs> he, if he actually hurt it on the play, on the clowny play, that he I actually s- hurt it. I and then it came back when I, he threw the ball to Mixon opposed yeah. to looking at him get off the bus with something just wrapped around it to the point where Cincinnati now has to answer to the league office 
because he wasn't on the injury report. Well, they got answered because okay. there was something there. And, and, and he re-aggravated something. Okay, in, in my time following the game, you guys played at the highest level. I don't remember this injury happening to a quarterback. I don't. I don't remember some sort of right wrist injury. I, I just don't. Maybe there's been one that I forgot about, but it's it's, right. it's an odd one. It's it's a it's an unusual one. But there's so many little bones yeah. in this area oh, yeah. that you're worried oh, about. Oh, and 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 the difference is sometimes if it hurts or hurt inside. Pushing up a different way saves you from it. When you see yeah. someone pushing up, like, like you hear, that means that inside is hurting bad, so you push up with that not to do it. And that, that's what I think is happening right there. All right, so to Keyshawn's point, even if Joe's okay to play next week, I, I, they've fallen to, what, five and five now? Yeah, right. five and five, and, and they have and, the toughest remaining schedule, even if he can play. I'm not sure they can make the playoffs. They're going to have to win out at this point because they're they're up against it, man. Yeah, try, trying to win out creates a different stress level yeah. for everybody. It's sure. not as simple as, okay, we got to win out. Here we go. Everybody mm-hmm. pushing the chips to the table. That, that whole Jim Fossil thing, that was one thing. This is something different. You're in a division that is kind of tough, even though Cleveland is suffering a little bit at the quarterback position. Right. But the defense and the running game may rise to the occasion – if if I don't know who their quarterback is going to be in, in long term, is it going to be PJ Walker? Is it going to be uh, DR to DTR? Like He's who is starting it be? this Sunday? Okay. And so yeah. you talk yeah. about that, but then you look at the conference. Now you obviously you got uh, uh, Kansas City, you got Baltimore, you got Miami. Buffalo's fighting for their life. The yeah. Chargers are fighting for their life. The Raiders feel good. The Denver Broncos feel good now. So that's, this do. conference right. has gotten tight. Yeah. I mean, Houston is right there, right, right in the there. mix. Right, Jacksonville right, right, is right, right, right in the mix. Still. So it's a tough conference to just think that you're getting ready to run, run through it and yeah. make it to the playoffs. That I don't extra, see it happening. That extra team, that last team now, last team, all that is true. That last team, if you allow them any life, Cincinnati will run for that last spot <laughs> if Joe Barrow gets back gets in two back. weeks, I'm telling you. All right, enough of that. We move to the college scene. We move to the most shocking story, the breaking news of yesterday. Well, wait a second. Jim yeah. Harbaugh surrendered? Really? <laughs> you would too. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? 
Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. So Michigan finally said, okay, enough. Dropped his legal challenge, accepted Jim Harbaugh's three-game suspension, meaning he will not coach against Maryland at Maryland this Saturday or against Ohio State in Ann Arbor a week from Saturday. By the way, both those games on Fox do not miss. Keyshawn, your reaction to Michigan accepting Harbaugh's three-game suspension before today's scheduled court hearing? I mean, I look at it, Skip, and this is this is real life, but it's also funny to me because at the, in the end, what else was he going to do? Okay, he could have gone and, and tried to challenge this today, mm-hmm. but in the end, you know, come on. In the end, the university, somebody from the university, I don't know this as a fact, so please don't think that I'm saying as if I know, matter of fact, what's going on in Michigan. But I can only assume, okay, knowing that from a legal standpoint, when you getting ready to challenge something, you better have all the information. And if you don't have all the information, the university has general counsel. And that general counsel may lean over at some point in time and say, hey, we need to have a conversation and let's talk because there's some things that they have that we don't know what they have, but we know they have something. May not know about it. And we don't, may not know about it. So yeah. we want to continue to try to challenge this it may be a further embarrassment mm-hmm. to the university. Mm-hmm. I've talked to the president of the university. I've talked to the board of trustees. Now, this is the lawyer talking. Mm-hmm. I've talked to the board of trustees, the provost. I've spoken to everyone. So what I think we should do, Mr. J.H., is we probably should stand down, accept the punishment, yep. and then revisit it later on, focus in on Maryland, Ohio State, and potentially getting into the national title hopes and you'll be back with us, and then we'll win. And then that conversation goes on and on and on, Michael. And then they say, why don't we, it's 12 o'clock, I tell you what, why don't we take a lunch break, and, and then we'll come back at 1 o'clock and we'll, we'll reconvene, and, and all of a sudden we'll caucus again, and then we'll figure out whether or not we want to go ahead and challenge this because this is the information they slide it across the table. They say, take a look at this. This is something that they say they have. Why don't you just take it to lunch and then let me know what you think. And at that point, Jim says, yeah, you know what? It's probably best for me not to do that. So it's a good thing. That's all. It's just a good thing. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. And, and even going, sitting here while you're going through that, it gives me, uh, I've, I've been across been there? enough. Yeah of my own depositions or mediations of my own, and they're never a fun place to be in. And you can imagine, like, listen, and Skip and I, we were all talking about this, Skip, and I said, okay, when we were leaving yesterday, you and I talked about it, I said, okay, I said, okay, what they look like they'll go and get is say, let's meet in the middle. If both sides have good points in any kind of mediation or negotiations, you, you know, you're trying to kind of, Let's see if we can get this thing in the middle. Nobody leaves with what they want. Everybody has to give up something. The, the, you wanted a three games. We wanted none. So, so I thought maybe they'll end up at two 
Jim will be on the sideline for that big Ohio State game, yep. and they'll run into it. And they'll run right on into the playoffs after that. Yep. Now, that's when both sides feel pretty good about that because we thought the Big Ten shouldn't have jumped in. They, they were, they, there's something they came up with. But we kept hearing that there was no direct involvement, that we have nothing that links any direct involvement to Jim Harbaugh. So, so I was like, oh, okay, you got a chance at getting this reduced to two games. But, but they must have found something or something comes up. And a lot of times, and that's why a lot of times and stuff like this, when it gets so widespread, everybody starts giving information. It, it, since everybody in the news now, people that you don't even know are calling and, and they could easily be saying somebody called. And, and, and you don't know. And you got to. And they're going to open up these investigations. When they told you the settlement said they want to stop investigating completely. They told you something else. That, yeah, they needed us to stop investigating completely. That's why they accepted the three games there. We kept saying there's nothing there. There's something there. That's why that decision okay. was made. All right. So three days ago, Jim Harbaugh spoke to the media and he rattled his sword. He said, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a frustrated lawyer myself. I didn't go to law school, but I know a few good men. I want to go in there. I want to thunder yeah. at the jury myself. Yeah. I'm going to speak for myself. I'm going to defend myself because I am innocent. And we all we talked about it. And, yeah, he loves Judge Judy and he wanted to be in court. And even though there was not going to be a jury, this is just a hearing, obviously, with the judge in Ann Arbor. I thought, well, if that judge, I don't know if it's he or she, wants to run for reelection in Ann Arbor, you probably rule for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Right. But no, the Big Ten, maybe the NCAA got involved and said, time out. We are trying to give you a break here, Jim Harbaugh, because we completely in our report let you off the hook. As Michael just said in the report, it states very clearly that Jim Harbaugh, to the best of the Big Ten's knowledge, had no knowledge of this, had no knowledge. of it. Are you kidding? So they suspended him for three games because it was the only way they could punish Michigan in general is to take away the coach. I can't think of a better way if you want to do it right now, unless you wait until after the season and take away next year and the next year, whatever, take away scholarships or take away bowl games. But they said, no, the league is crying out for us to wreak some revenge on these people right now to get to, to, to punish them. And the only way to do it is to take their head coach away for three more games. He already served three to start the year for a minor recruiting violation. So that, that means out of their 12 games, he will not have coached six out of 12. But the point was they're saying, we're, we're letting you off the hook in the beginning. We, we said we're not holding you responsible, Jim Harbaugh. And, if you want to keep fighting this, we're, we're going to hold you real responsible because we're going to start declaring this and declare we'll, we'll go public with what we know about what really happened. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Well, and, they, and, and, and can that possibly make the NC2A come down now, right now, if, if they did, you, if, if they, if they threatened, we go public right now. Yeah. Now, now, we also got to think about this too, Skip, too. Also, don't they have some mutual beneficial Things coming down the road. Like, let's get it out of the way. If Michigan ends up in the championship playoffs, yeah. that, that's good for the Big Ten also. You don't Absolutely. they want as many big teams at big, big uh, teams. Oh, yeah. So so big so money. you see what I'm saying? So yeah. so it, it's like I gotta punish you. 
I don't want to punish us. I want to punish you. What's the best way to punish you without punishing us? Right. That's optional. Okay, and so then Michigan pulls Jim Harbaugh's side, the people in power, and say, hey, you, let, let's, let's calm down for a second. Right. Let's think about what's going on here because you, Jim, for the first time ever, you become the sympathetic figure in, in America, certainly in Michigan Nation, right. but you have become more beloved than you ever were because it was just two, three years ago, he's on the hottest seat in college football. They wanted him out. And all of a sudden, it looks like not only is he going to leave or not leave for pro football after this year, but it feels like he's got a real future at Michigan now because they have real momentum because their team has become, as Jim tried to say the other day, something of America's team and that people are rooting now for Jim, for Michigan, because they were done wrong by the Big Ten and I, I told you guys right out of the box, first time we talked about it, I think Michigan just won the national championship because the team is now us against the world. We're going to show everybody you've done our coach wrong. They are really good. That, that team is loaded, especially in the right. trenches. The offensive line and the defensive line are so deep and so talented. I just think they're a little better than anybody out there. The Georgias or the Alabamas or certainly the Ohio States. I just think they're a little better and if Jim can set them up during the week, because he can coach during the week, he, he's not gone. And if he can script the first 15 plays for the Ohio State game, obviously they're big favorites over uh, Maryland, so they should win that game fairly easily. But I think they'll beat Ohio State. I think they'll win the Big Ten championship game, and then they'll go. I, I just think they're the best team, and once Jim comes back to coach for the Big Ten championship and then the semifinal and the final, well, certainly you'll have some America on your side. You'll have some on your side. And I thought because after they won that game, Skip and Key, when that coach came out and was crying and those players, it was almost like, okay, we can put down our thoughts of Jim and listen to their thoughts of Jim. Yeah. And that's when that's it really became yeah. sympathetic. Like, okay, that, yeah. that, was a, that, was a, that was a great moment. Well, yeah, you're going to be sympathetic in the situation based on what we saw with our own eyes last week plus the suspension. This is why, Skip, when you say, hey, the university says, you know what, let's just, let's, let's, re as I say, let's take a lunch break. Yeah. It, 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 we'll get back at one o'clock and we'll yeah. reconvene and yeah. talk about this because it not only will it continue to bring embarrassment to the university, it will, people, it will make people start to dislike you again mm -hmm. because right. you're fighting against right. something and whoever, the Big Ten, the NC2A, yeah. and whoever else, they got something. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's something, you know how it goes, Michael, they mm -hmm. lean over to you and they say, hey, I just got to call them. <laughs> and then you, you, you now change your mind. Now all of a sudden, yeah. you say, "Well, I, I accept this suspension, right. you know, because it's not right. worth it right. at this point in time because we got bigger goals right. ahead of us, which is playing mm -hmm. in a national championship." Mm -hmm. And of course, we're not saying, Jim, because we don't have that information. We're, we're trying to extrapolate from the situation or, or, or what went down and everything, so we, we don't have it. But, but also to that, when you talked about it, man, I, I, I thought about. Jim, Jim, this is a sacrifice, too. I've been in a place where I know I'm right and I'm going to fight, yeah. fight. And, and, and I have people say, but 
let's think about everybody else here. Let's think about all the other yep. things that are going to happen if we continue down this path. And Jim started, to, like, I want to put the focus back on the field. I want to put the focus back on these players. These players have worked hard. Some have been in this university three, four years waiting for this moment. They have put years and years of work. Stop thinking football as in a yearly thing. There are people there for four or five years waiting to get to this moment. And, 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 and they want to see, Jim, put your personal down and step back and give them this opportunity. I, I, I can appreciate them doing that. Okay, so this is the last thing I'm going to say about this character, Connor Stallions, who was hired by Jim Harbaugh to steal signals. That was his job. And again, he took it to becoming a system whereby he was paying scouts across the Big Ten to go scout games. And again, it's such a silly rule. We, we all agree it's a silly rule because if you had a helmet communication, all this would be ridiculous. It, it, nobody would care about trying to steal signals anymore. Mm. But everybody does try to steal them. The Big Ten is just arguing against Michigan. No, you took it to a level nobody else took it to. So uh, they said in their report that Connor Stallions would stand next to the defensive coordinator during games and whisper to him, what he saw as the signal on defense, on offense from the other side, and he could say run or pass to the defensive coordinator so he could call the defense to stop a run or a pass. So the, the point is, that mm. you say, well, everybody's doing it. Everybody has somebody like that. But they're saying Connor Stallions took it because they got his computer. Remember, they took his computer. They got his spreadsheets. So it was a system in place that was much larger than just one guy during a game trying to decipher signals across the way. So I'm sure they have way more than that oh, they that they did not divulge yet. You, 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 just, yeah. you can't have that many people in any kind of thing like this and not think somebody is not up there singing to them people right now. Well, the I, I'm just saying. The problem Jim is having, one minute he says he didn't have any idea the next minute, he was the one who hired him. So which one is it? And so when you, you get into these conversations, and I'm sure the general counsel and, and, and the Big Ten general counsel have these conversations at a roundtable somewhere to say, hey, well, wait a minute, how can this be that your head coach has a guy standing on the sideline who he claims he doesn't know, but yet and still <laughs> we got a paper trail saying that he does know. Yeah, right. So let's not embarrass right. the university any further. Let's just take this suspension move forward so we can try to figure out what the next steps are before the NC2A dives all the way in and it creates a mess. Okay. Do you agree with me? Michigan's now going to be supremely motivated to go win it all. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. So, okay, if, you think about, if you think about the spy gate, so to speak, mm -hmm. what did Tom Brady and them do? <laughs> they went on a tear after that because yeah. they wanted to prove to people. Or, or yeah, deflate gate. Or either no, one no, of them, no, whichever right. one yeah. you wanted, whichever yeah. one. They went on a tear to prove to you that those were the things that helped them have yeah. the success. Mm -hmm. So right. certainly Michigan will this be will motivated to try thing. to prove to people, right. no matter what, we didn't decipher enough to put us in this position that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And no matter what, it will make their story greater later if they complete the task. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure the NCAA is going to love having yeah, to hand the trophy to Jim Harbaugh, but yeah. uh, I think that's... They don't like people well, anyway. Well, they just they need to do away with that. Yeah. We got it. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. 
from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now it's your turn. You can reach us with your thoughts, pro or con, hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Funk. Al Skip, playmaker, and Keyshawn walked into the studio today looking fly, fellas. Yeah. Those uh, are the Bee Gees, and we're, we're like going, right I, out I, of I Saturday. Was a, it's about a, to ask you, who yeah, are they? It's the Bee Gees. <laughs> you know Did the you opening? know that, Michael? Yeah, yes. I had no idea. Do you know Travolta yeah, and Saturday Night Fever? Yeah. Open, the yeah. open? That's how we walked in today. Oh, okay. Thank you. Next tweet, Mike Wayne says, Draymond, when he has a chance to confront Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that's, that's true. A lot of teeth. And finally, love Liz Shaw, and she brings it again with Keyshawn always pouring cold water on Michael when he gets to talking about the Cowboys shake my head. <laughs> no, I did. he didn't mention the Cowboys. He just mentioned his dynasty. Hell, he only played for one team, the Cowboys. to a conversation. It was well within context of the conversation. Uh, it, was, it was right. It was right. It was the right time to mention that. I got your back, Clement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It was the right time. Okay, speaking of those Cowboys, to me, the Cowboys have been the NFL's most baffling team. That disaster in Arizona. That annihilation at San Francisco. Well deserved. Doing everything but winning at Philadelphia, but they did not win. It was 28-23 to 23 Philadelphia, despite the Cowboys racking up 14 first downs in the fourth quarter alone to none for the Eagles in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys are 6-3, but to Keyshawn's point after point after point, they still haven't after beaten a single team above 500. And now they're 10.5-point favorites at 1-8. and eight. Carolina, please don't tell me this will turn into another Arizona. Please, Ooh, God, what please. if that happened? And just four days later, the Cowboys get to play, now 4-6 and six Washington, at home on Thanksgiving. And by the way, the Cowboys have won 12 in a row at home by an average score of 36 to 18. That's oh. hard to do. And five of their six wins this year have been by an average score of 40 to 10. That is hard to do. Dak rising into the MVP <laughs> debate. CeeDee Lamb on a record tear. And to me, rising into being a top five receiver yet. This week, The Athletic. Had my Dallas Cowboys all the way down at 12th. They had Seattle at 9, Houston at 10, and Jacksonville at 11 above the Dallas Cowboys. So, Keyshawn, help me out here. Are the Cowboys for real, or are they a delusional illusion? Are the Cowboys true Super Bowl contenders? Well, let's start off with the athletic at 12. I, first of all, no matter how much I toy around with y'all you in the toy. Dallas Cowboys, they're not the 12th best team in the National Football mm. League. Thank you. Okay, they're 30. No, just kidding. They're not, they're not the 12th. So the, mm. whoever the athletic, they got that completely wrong. Maybe they're trolling you too. I have no idea. As far as them being true contenders, I, I, I'd say they are true contenders. But are they true Super Bowl champion contenders? There's a difference. You can, you, everybody's a contender until you're mathematically eliminated. Okay? Tending for the playoffs. For the playoffs. Now, you got to think about certain things. What is, what is it that everybody is fighting for? When me and Michael was playing prior to several years ago when they changed the seating, 
one and two seed. The second seed is important, but it's not all that important right. as it was before. You're right, when you, because had, to you buy. had to buy. Right. So they're chasing the number one seed to start with. Because you don't want to play three games to get to the Super Bowl. You only want to play two if you can. And you want them to be at home. So they got to win the division. They need to win the division. But they got to show, as I continue to keep harping on, show me you can dominate the 36, what did you say, 36 to 18 mm -hmm. at home. Show me that you can do that. Show me that you can score 49 points against Seattle or Washington or Philadelphia at home. Okay, because when you beat up on the Jets at home, in New England at home, in the Rams at home, in the Giants at home, you don't get my toes all curled up. I don't get excited. <laughs> Ain't no point. Mm. And I understand a win is a win is a win, and it's hard to come by wins in the National Football League. They're just not a bowl of M&Ms. I get it. But until then, you can't really be a true contender. You can contend for a playoff spot mm. because you're sitting in the sixth seed or the seventh seed or whatnot. But in order to become uh, or take it to the next level, you've got to beat teams that matter. Because come playoff time, as you know, Michael, haven't played in the NFL, you're not playing in the playoffs against bad teams. No bad teams. <laughs> bad teams. No bad teams. Ain't no bad teams. I, I, yep. that, that, that's my only no thing about the Dallas Cowboys is you getting into the playoffs, everybody is good because they got there. You know how you harp on me? Oh, the Giants were a playoff team last year. Minnesota was a playoff team. Yeah, that was a year ago. That was, they were good then. They're not good now. They're not good now. When the Rams won the Super Bowl, they were a good team. They're not a good football team right now. So that's my only thing. They can be true contenders when you start showing me you can beat Seattle, you can beat Philadelphia, you can beat up on Detroit, teams that are over 500. You can go to Miami with all the distractions, stay focused, win that game, stop Tyreek Hill from going nuts, I, I'm, I'm going to pat you on the back. That's how I am. I'm going to pat you on the back. But until then, I'm a little, you know, they fight for a wild card spot. Mm. <laughs> it, it, the question is how true, are they true contenders? And, and, and the answer is absolutely they are true contenders. The direction that we should take this key is the right direction that everybody always takes it. What has kept them from being true Super Bowl contenders over the years? And, and, and Skip has been hard on them, but it's been Dak Prescott. That's what everybody says. It's been Dak Prescott. I get dudes. I got my boy Brandon at home. Every time Dak threw an interception, come on, dog. We got to get rid of him. I said, calm down. I have to calm these jokers down. Everybody wanted to get rid of Dak Prescott. Then Mike McCarthy stepped in. He said, I got it. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to make sure we play more ball control. I'm going to take care of Dak so he can take us to the promised land. So he shipped off Kellen Moore. He did. So you're throwing the ball around the field too much, man. <sighs> I'm sorry, Kellen Moore, because he's doing the same thing. <laughs> He fired you for nothing. He's throwing the ball all over the field. Mm. And I was like, come on, Mike, that's dirty, that's dirty. But then I thought deeper and said, wait a minute. I understand what Mike did now. Early in this season, 
He was saying, we're not throwing the ball all over the field. We're going to use the running game. And they dealt with it. In some of those games, they dealt with not throwing the ball all over the field. But when they said, we're going to cut it loose, now they're cutting it loose, showing you all of that. A couple of things have happened here. A couple of things have happened. Dak now is playing his best football. Yeah. Dak, Dak hadn't been this way since he got hurt, since he got hurt. I mean, being the full Dak Prescott. In that last game, you saw a couple of things. You saw Dak throw a ball with a dude holding on to that foot, really, and he still got that ball off. I see Dak sometimes when he's running, and I see some guys coming from behind. You can see that same tackle that we're talking about. He's so scared of it. He's watching anybody that comes around because he's worried about somebody swinging out and and, and that leg thing. That, that thing that happened to his leg happening again. So, yeah. so right now, they are cutting Dak loose. It was so important, and I didn't understand it, to make sure not early Dak didn't have all those interceptions because now, as you go to the stretch, you can focus on what do we need to get better. And you don't have to spend all your day hearing about Dak and his interceptions. Dak got, what, six interceptions, five, six interceptions? If he had what Josh Allen had at this time, we wouldn't be talking about anything else but those interceptions. So from that standpoint, what what Mike McCarthy did, I got to come back and say brilliant, brilliant, because you held it down, so now you can go into this run. And the answer is yes, you're a Super Bowl contender because Dak Prescott has you. He has you right there as a Super Bowl contender about to have another 300 yards and three TDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and that's a, that's a rare. Man, y'all, y'all unbelievable, man. No, I'm just, that's all, all true. Right. But you unbelievable. But it's all true. This is for y'all, Keyshawn. This is for you. Okay, I'm listening. The Giants did make the playoffs a year ago. The Giants did win a playoff game. And the Giants, on opening night, when most people thought they were going to be a playoff team this year, on opening night at their place, we hung 40-0 to zero on them. I don't care what you say. You, Keyshawn, thought on opening night, the Giants were credible. They, they were capable of making the playoffs. Opening night. Okay, yep. but they had given their quarterback all that money. Yes. And Saquon yes. and blah, blah, Absolutely. blah, and all this. Okay, all right. Yes. But 40 to nothing is hard to do at a division rival stadium on opening night. It's just hard to do it. It's flexing firepower that is Super Bowl firepower. Then we turned right around in week two. Right now, the Jets' defense according to Pro Football Focus, is ranked number one in the land. In the National Football League, number one defense, according to Pro Football Focus, is the New York Jets. I, we're, we're we we beat them 30 to 10. We hung 30 on them. Let me, let me just real okay. quick, like, like you remind me, you want me to respect the fact that Trayvon Diggs got hurt right before the Arizona game, so it played a part in what happened to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I would argue you could argue. Uh, okay. That I could was, argue Aaron Rodgers. They had got lost okay. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, all right. No, okay. go ahead. I just wanted right. to, but, but you know, set the record straight. Aaron didn't play safety or corner. He, he and, played and, quarterback. And, and Stephon okay. Diggs didn't play linebacker. Okay. Right. He was okay. line okay. or offense. All right. Fair enough. So what do I see right now? I, I see my defense. And I said from the start, we'll go as far as my old Micah 11 from heaven and the defense carry us. I see that defense still fourth in points allowed after having given up 42 at San Francisco and 28 at Arizona, heaven help us, and 28 at Philadelphia. 
four long drives at Philadelphia. I can't defend that to Keyshawn. Okay, I don't like it. But still, big picture, we're fourth overall in points allowed. That's still pretty good. Which brings me to Dak Prescott. I have been very hard on him because I am lifelong diehard and I am over hard. I overcompensate. I'm too hard on the Dallas Cowboys in a way Michael never is. But I'm here to tell you, I did this on my podcast this week. I am liking Dak Prescott as much right now as I did back in his rookie year when I was his biggest supporter, biggest fan on the planet when he and Zeke carried my football team to 13-3 and and the bye and the number one seed in the conference Mm -hmm. and a home playoff game that we almost won. We almost, almost, almost won. Aaron Rodgers did, did it to us again. Did we did everything, everything but win. Right. 34 to 31. It took two intergalactic hand of God field goals off the foot of Mason Crossbar, 55 yards and 51 yards to beat us at home. But it happened. And yet, here we are. Dak Prescott is playing in a comfort zone with Mike McCarthy, two people I never, tr- I haven't trusted over the last couple of years. It's to the point where I'm starting to call it the Dak and Mac attack because there's some some sort of unity going on here. There's some connection. There's some deeper level here between Dak and McCarthy that I did not see coming. I'm seeing Dak play the best football of any quarterback over the last three weeks. He's obviously entering the MVP discussion. I still can't forgive him for what happened at San Francisco and what happened at Arizona. And for that matter, for not making one play that we needed at Philadelphia in the fourth quarter to get us over the hump into the national conversation as the team. But the point is, I have seen explosions of firepower, and it feels like on offense that now I can trust the offense as much as I wanted to trust the defense. Now we've got two units plus a special teams unit that, wait a second, Cavante Turk, he's practicing this week. And listen, I got the best returner in pro football. I got a triple threat. I've got all three phases going on at the same time. I'm seeing a Super Bowl team right here, right now, that if if we can go and take care of business at Carolina and Arizona sticks in our craw, but if we go take care of business, all of a sudden we got three straight home games. We've won 12 in a row. Well, we got Washington and then we got Seattle and then we got a rematch with Philadelphia. If we win those three, here we come. So you you said you guys are fourth in points allowed, yep. right, Skip? Which is which is pretty high for a defense. It's pretty good, right? So it's damn good, right? You're only three spots out of first. Yeah, and gave up some big games. Gave up, yeah, and, and gave up some. That's mm-hmm. that's good. Zero against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten against Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three against Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, who since probably been replaced thirty times. The Chargers and Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore, a guy who you fired. The Rams have nothing. You gave up 20. Well, they had Matthew they, Stafford. They, they, I don't even know right. who played quarterback. I don't even know who played quarterback Great in the last Giant receiver. game. You gave up 17. So I get it. You beat the Giants this year 89-17. You're on your way. You are contenders in your mind. All of those teams are not above 500. This is what I keep trying to get y'all to understand. You cannot be a major contender mm. until you show us, the people. Because what we're not going to do is we're not going to keep I don't want to call it lying. Uh, I want to call it misguiding the people that watch this show mm. about the Dallas Cowboys and the success that they've had thus far this year. 
When you do it against Seattle and you do it against the Eagles and you come home with those W's, not against Carolina, you favor by 11. Now, don't, don't do that to me, okay? Don't think about Washington, a team that you, uh, 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 on, a, on a day that you dominate on Thanksgiving is set up for you to have major success. Don't do that to me. Talk to me about the Seattles, the, 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 the Buffaloes, the Miamis, the Philadelphias, the Detroits. Talk to me about those games. Because as of right now, yeah, you're set up as contenders based on your record. But then when you get into them last five, six, seven games left in the season, your mind is it, totally different. Yeah, it can be, what did you call it, Dak to Mac? It could be Dak and Mac against Jack. I like that. Yeah, Dak and Mac Jack and Mac attack against the like Giants. That one. There's no question about it. I do it. like that one. But you're not going to be playing the Giants in a couple weeks. Nope. You you've got to show up not. against these teams. Yeah. Michael, you know this. Don't sit up. No, don't sit up here I, I, and try cannot, to fool people now. I cannot continue. To, to, to emphasize points to you to prove how wrong you are how? as you continue it's to bring right up these teams. Last week was an incredible weekend of football. Mm. We had six games, six of, what, 10, 15, because we had teams, yeah. how many? Walk six off. games Field on a walk-off, yeah. and this man yeah. sits here every day to you. I never call a man a liar, but being disingenuous, like it doesn't, it's not hard to win in the National Football League. Six games on walk-off field goals. Never done before. Never done before. I told you, we've only had one in the history. The history. Forget your story. I'm talking about his story. All of it. Only one team has ever gone undefeated in the National Football League. Can we please, come on, man, stop talking about there's no, there's there's talent, there's players, there's no bad teams. Whenever game you can no win, you win a game. The game you win. Two damn you want, let's, let's focus on just the Philly game for Dallas. If that'll help you, it was the latest game, and so we don't have to keep running. Did you back win? As Skip Philly. said, you did everything except no, win. Did no, you win? No, 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 I did. We did not win. Dallas no. did not win, but I don't mind us taking the information from that game. You've been now, taking you, information but, but, all year long. You took information against the Niners. But I'm talking about for your discussion. But, Stop all. You keep taking us back to. Whatever teams without a winning record, instead of focusing because on the team playing, that was winning record, you're not how well playing we played anybody. The best team you in the did National not Football win. Mm. It but does not matter, Michael. How no the damn information you it, didn't it, win. It doesn't matter how you play. It doesn't matter. Michael Irvin. None of that matters. Michael Irvin. Come on, man. That, in the Come end, on, it doesn't matter. But as we move forward, he, they, 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 you got you got to take in that information. So you're gonna, you're gonna play them again. So you hope to retain that information. And use it against them I, I, next time you I, play them. That's your hope and your prayer. As if they never collected any information about the mistakes that they absolutely, made absolutely. against you that they and, could correct. And you know what? You're right. And that's why I'm telling you right now, that's why this Monday night game, oh, you got to be ready for this Monday night game because Philly has to come out to, and we'll talk about it, Philly has to come out to compete with what they saw San Fran do and what they saw New, uh, uh, before the, the 40, 40 and San Fran and Dallas do. So I'm telling you, Kansas City, be ready. Yes, all of it matters. Mm. I, I, I just, I, I, I can't with you two. You know, because y'all just, you, you keep giving bad information and you're trying to convince people, you're trying to convince people that the teams that you played against are lights out and good. I didn't say lights out, but in the NFL. I don't give a damn if they was in the AFL, NFL, CAA. I don't care. They're not good. 
replaced the quarterback three damn times. Another team doesn't even have a quarterback. Mm. You dominate the Giants. You dominate the, the Belichick's that, that we don't know if he coaching the Chargers next year or not. Mm. He's on to his third quarterback. Don't you sit up there and be smiling and laughing, Michael, because you know I'm telling the truth. Keyshawn, you're about to have a long rest of the season. You're going to have a lot of tough Mondays coming in here and sitting in that chair. Look, I don't care if they win or lose. I just want y'all to wake up. I just want y'all to wake up, Skip. That's all I ask. Wake the hell up and stop being blind about what's going on with your team. Super Bowl, here we come. Okay.